Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You worked all week. Work, 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 work. You didn't have time to look at your fantasy lineups. Son of a But don't be afraid. That's why we give you Weekend Fantasy Update. Woohoo! We're back. Weekend Fantasy Update. I'm George Kurtz. He's Cam Stewart. And we are here for the final hour of our show. We're here until 2 o'clock Eastern Time. Cam and I will be back. We're back tomorrow from 11 to 2 as well. Cam and I are always here for you to help out with your gambling needs. A little sports news here. So, Cam, you mentioned earlier in the in the show, uh, Salvador Perez, done for the season. Uh, Brutal. UCL. Well, yeah, that, listen, I, I hate the catching position. I mean, I can't stand the catching position. I don't like leagues that have two catchers. I think uh, all these should go down to one catcher. I agree with you. If, you. if you have two catchers in your league, where you're living in the Stone Age, like catchers are hard enough. Like it's it's almost like punishment. Like I think it's almost like that guy, you know, the smartest guy in the room, George, just doing hey, two catcher league. Like there's really like you're involved in more fantasy baseball. I'm probably going to be in only one league this year with my with my buddies. It's a lot of fun. Actually, there's a couple sharks in that league, though. We're like good math guys, but the catching position, like we have one catcher in our league. There's no need for more. That's stupid. <laughs> you'll get no argument from me. Catching no, is brutal. I mean, listen, you're, you're a catcher. You're getting hit with balls. You're getting hit with bats, runners. Yep. You have to crouch Nightmare. a thousand times. Actually, a million times in the heat. Over Bad the knees. Yeah. Yep. Man, you sit one day a week. Generally, you always sit on Sundays or Saturdays or day game after a night game. It's, it's a position where I will not spend a high pick on at all. Now, you mentioned I was in the uh, Sirius XM uh, Invitational Draft on Wednesday night. Uh, that is a two-catcher league. Uh, it's a best ball league. 42 rounds. 42 rounds that got done in two-plus That's, hours, man. Kudos. On. That was fantastic. 42 rounds in two hours? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. That with, with my buddies, the way these guys take smoke breaks and stuff, we'd be there for five or six. That's a that's a great pace, George. Kudos oh, to you. It was, it was, <laughs> yeah, this is the second year, and last year was almost. I think it was just as fast as well. So it was great. Uh, you know, Derek Cardi's in that league. Nando Defino's in that league. Uh, Heavy hitters. Arenado. Yeah, it's a fun league. It's a fun league. Uh, it's a lot. I had the eighth overall pick uh, in that league, and I didn't take a catcher until round twelve. You know, I wait forever on catcher, and the only reason I took my round twelve is I thought I needed power, and Grandal was still out there. So I thought, you know, twenty-five, thirty home runs at the catcher position. I'll take that. Good for me. So, uh, and I ignored my second catcher. All right, I'm talking forty-two rounds. And I don't know when I took a second catcher. I'm looking here, and I still can't find one. Da 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 da. da. I, just, I just don't believe him. I took Swihart in round forty, so that might be my second wow. catcher. I just don't That's care. That's not bad. Catchers, forty round. <laughs> I, I feel a guy who's not maybe not going to hurt my average. It's really what I'm looking for there. But uh, I hate the position. I truly do here. And Salvador Perez. I mean, how many good catchers are there anyway? Seven, eight, and now yeah, we're down say one. About six or seven, yeah. <laughs> yeah and we, we just lost one. It's it's just terrible. Yeah, they're talking about picking up uh, Maldine Maldonado there. That's uh, yeah, that tells you about the position. I, I told you, I, da- I dated even a chick in high school. I dated a chick in high school. She was hot. She was a real good baseball player. But even uh, back then, like she used to have like scrouching down. We go to the games, knee pain. You know, I was like a public skating guy for uh, for for hockey. You know, you got kind of like public skating people going on their dates and stuff like that. I was the like patrol guy, and I worked with her too. She's always complaining. It's tough. Like I, I got a lot of respect for these guys. Like these are young people who had injuries. Man, you're an old guy, a veteran, knee pain, scrout. You said it. You get hit with everything. I don't wish – it is probably the most underrated, hardest position in sports. And the fact that you can even do positive things and hit hit for some kind of average is shocking to me, George. But to your point, there's no need There's no need to have two. And good luck without Salvador Perez. Like, this team was screwed to begin with. Now, that's a big loss. He's a power guy, does, does a lot of good things. Also – 
defensively. You talk about Salvador Perez, he throws out runners. He's one of those guys that he does everything well. Yeah, the average has gone down a little bit, but man, you're not going to find a catcher like him. Big blow to the Royals who are already hurting, and he'll probably cost them a few more games this year, too. If you had a Royals under bet, you're thinking, wow, okay, well, this is this is good news good for, me. for me. If you have an over if you have an over bet, you're pissed because Sal Perez can uh, change a game with one swing of the bat. Horrible news for Kansas City. It is horrible. He went in the sixth round in that uh, in that draft, by the way. So that once again, you just lost your sixth round pick. You know that 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 yeah. sucks. It, yeah, does. it just sucks here. And I'm I'm looking at the team that took him. Uh, they didn't take another catcher until. Oh uh, my God! Did they? T- oh, Kurt Suzuki in round thirty. So Kurt Suzuki is now their number one catcher. I don't know, and they didn't take Train a second wreck. catcher. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, they didn't take a third catcher. Though, once again, it's the best ball league. Two catchers, they now have a zero. Oh, I'm sorry, I apologize. Oh, this was a weird team. This one took JT Real Muto in round two and Salvador Perez in round six. Oh, two they catches like in the first six rounds. You know what though? He's going to be thanking us that sorry that he took JT uh, Real Muto. Like now you now he's your only catcher. Like you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of weird, George. He went with the bold, the bold catcher play, and uh, you know he's got one catcher, not two now. <laughs> he went with Real Muto, nineteenth overall. I mean, guys that were I mean wow. Lindor, Machado, that's too high. Stanton, that's Freeman, that's, wow, that's too Goldschmidt. That's, that's too oh, that's too high. Where would you have gone? Blackman. Real Muto. So where did he pick him? Nineteenth overall. I would say probably around thirty. Does that sound about right? I mean, not for me. I won't take a catch early. I I won't have. No, but nineteen. Anyway. I ha- nineteen is that's, really that's, early. That's nuts. That's nuts. Uh, listen, where would you if he was the best? Because you you talk about best player available. You're George Kirsch. You're smart guy. So he's on the table. Is if everything is what it is, where forty? Like where do you where do you put him? Like or you just uh, you're still like screw it. Like where do you? Have I'm, to I'm, say, I'm I pretty much still like screw now. it because. Once again, they're gonna. He's gonna sit one day a week. This is not yeah. gonna be like with the Marlins, where he can play first base in those days. He sits. He can't because yeah. Hoskins is playing first base. That's not gonna happen. You know, so he's going to literally sit one day a week. You just took a 19th overall pick on a player who's sitting one day a week. I can't do that. I can't. And I love Real Muto. Now I do have him in one league because that's an auction league. That's completely different. That's also a league, by the way, where I didn't auction to buy a catcher. Uh, we draft minor leaguers. I, that league's been going on a long time, and I. I draft him as a minor leaguer. And that league, which is a completely ironic of ironic for me, it's a Rotowire league, that I have Real Muto, and my second catcher is Gary Sanchez. Once again, I, I had these both, both these guys when they were minor leaguers. I did not buy them for expensive in the auction. I don't spend on catchers. I don't spend it in an auction. I don't spend in a draft. I just won't do it. It's, I can't because, once again, they're not going to get as many at-bats as the other positions. There is a time where they become valuable. If, if everybody in the league is thinking like me, then, yes, there'll be a time where the value's there in round seven, round eight, where I might grab one. But other than that, I won't do it. I just won't do it. I'll eat it at catcher. Uh, I, I just will. But I, I firmly believe, Cam, that all leagues should be one-catcher leagues. They shouldn't be two-catcher leagues. I think it's just uh, there's nowhere near enough to go around. No, there's not. <laughs> there's definitely not. I just don't. I don't. I just don't understand why people do it. Like it doesn't really make a lot of sense. It's kind of like, but some things. It's it's like my one buddy's fantasy league too. It's just sometimes it's archaic. Like, uh, I have a good friend. He's the commissioner, but he likes to be in charge. And I try to tell him, like, listen, I work at the Fantasy Sports Network. These guys are really smart. Like, I tell them about like you know the fob and your draft and how we do things. But like our 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 draft is very old school. Uh, the thing that I like about the only thing I like about it is we also have a game of the week where we can pick any it kind of like it's like a tiebreaker. We separate any game. You get one pick against the spread per week and it's worth 10 points to your total fantasy team. Like I title like it's crazy. Like it's a little bit different, like throw in the gambling aspect because we're all gamblers. But uh, yeah, that 10 points there, you pick it wrong. That's the difference between winning or losing a lot of the time. So I kind of like that aspect because that's different, but it's archaic. The rules in our draft, like the point system and stuff like that. There should be more points uh, in our, in our PPR league, but some commissioners like it their way. And I've noticed that about fantasy sports in all leagues. There's very few, um, let's just say I'm an easygoing guy. And if a suggestion is good, I'm, for it i find a lot of people are like it's this way this is the way we've been doing it we're not changing it screw you guys that's kind of what we get you know and that bothers me i'm a i believe in votes you know votes yeah i play in a, yeah. in a, in a home league uh home league with uh uh it's my actually it's my friend's home they used to he they called it the greek league because my friend's greek and it's all the greeks but over time some of them have left and he's invited me my brother another friend one of ours plays in it and i bring this up because 
Now, the ironic thing about this uh, this friend of mine is he actually got me started in the fantasy industry because he started his uh, his own fantasy website called the Fantasy Sports Forum forever ago. That site's not around anymore. But uh, he asked me to write for him, so I started writing for him. That's how I got started, and I went from there. That's cool. So he knows – yeah, it's, it's an interesting story, uh, and I, he, he likes that I give him credit for it, so good for him. Terry, that's his name. Terry Neofitos. Neofitos. Terry. Yeah, Terry. So uh, – but the funny thing is, so he knows what he's doing. He's a, you know, he knows what he's doing, but he's the commissioner of that league. And he will not allow us to vote any changes. And some of his role, rules are just idiotic. You know, he doesn't have – we don't play PPR or half PPR. We play every other catch PPR. So on the, on the even catch, you get an extra point, which is just weird. You know, rather than just making it uh, half PPR, he doesn't, doesn't like PPR, which I sort of get. I understand. I, I think we know Jake Seeley's so against it as well because why are you awarding someone a point for just catching a ball if they lost three yards on the play? I understand that point. And uh, really, for me, I think what should happen here is we should get rid of PPR altogether and we should go to what I, what I would call PP1, a point per first down. That's always important. There's never a time a first down is not important. You know what, George? That's a great idea. Never even thought about it. Well, uh, that's a that's an uh, that's a brilliant idea. And to Sealy's point, I agree with him though. You, you know, you have a play for a loss, but you know, that's the problem. There's so that's the thing. Like the fantasy sports industry, like we have our meeting, our commissioners meeting during the home run derby of the uh, of baseball every single damn year. I've seen fist fights. I've seen guys say, hey, "You can't see soccer, yeah, I'm gonna kill you." Like that's the thing. Like that's because, as I told you, the league that I'm kind of getting out of because the winning team gets like thirty five, forty thousand dollars. There's too much money involved, and you know what I mean. It, voting doesn't even matter. Like it's almost like. Uh, it, George, it's so crazy. It's like politics. Like, I feel like guys are slipping guys money for votes. Like, we can't go this way because we have these type of players. on. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, come on, man. Like, that's how much when you're playing for that kind of money, that's the shady stuff that you get in, involved in. And yep. I don't want a part of it, but I agree with you. I think that's a brilliant, brilliant idea. And more people like that, that's well thought out. Well, I actually got that from the Scott Fishbowl. He did that a couple of years ago from the Scott Fishbowl. So uh, uh, kudos to Scott Fish for that. I think that was a great, uh, just a great ad rather than a PPR. Listen, I get why PPRs came in. And that's because we want we want the wide receivers to, to mean something. And if you didn't have it, they wouldn't mean as much. And all you'd be doing is grabbing running back at the running back at the running back. So I get that. Listen, I'm a believer in football that we need to go to uh, all leagues should be super flex. I think you should, uh, you should have the option of playing with the second quarterback, mainly because there's – I mean, I'm getting tired of telling everybody when they ask for draft advice, oh, wait on the quarterback, wait on the quarterback, wait on the quarterback. You know, because there are so many good ones, you don't need to draft the quarterback in round one, round two. Mahomes, with how good he is, uh, yeah, I get that. You know, he's probably going to be drafted in round three, round four. But if you're in a four points for a quarterback touchdown pass league, you know, you can wait for, on a quarterback. You just can't. And you, you want, load up you, on You want to hear dinosaurs? You want to hear dinosaur stuff, George? Listen to this one. So the one league that we're in, it's going to be changed this year. We have to do two. I'm in four. We have to do two running backs and two receivers. You can't go one, one two, flex. Like you can't have a flex there. Like, do you understand where I'm coming from? The way it's formulated is you have to have balanced amount of guys. You have two. You have a quarterback, two receivers, two running backs, tight end, defense uh, special. Like, are you kidding me? Like the fact that you don't have a flex, like who doesn't have a flex in today's world? Like are you, right? Are you, strange. That's insane. Like no, but that's I just hear stupid. All sorts that's not of strange. Weird that's dumb. Like I, and all my other ones, I, like one's too sophisticated, the other one's too dynasty. Like it's it's we're living in uh, Fred Flintstone times with that league. Got a Brontosaurus burger and a and a woolly mammoth on the top of my car. Like no flex, and the other two are perfect. So I'm in one crazy one way too old and the other two are perfect that's the thing but people love their leagues and they get very defensive about that's the thing about fantasy football i see guys more defensive about their leagues than like their women and family and stuff it's like weird <laughs> it's like, no it's Listen, true like these guys league. are psychopaths like you know you call a guy oh mother, i agree i don't touch my baby that's my that's my fantasy league man you better not make fun of my rules it's like dude shut up like come on are you kidding me my um <laughs> my home league's been going around since 1988 all right, that's it. So this will be year thirty-one this year. But our rules have changed drastically. I mean, once again, it goes up for a vote. I'm not a, I'm not a dictator. If more than people want, if people want to vote for a different rule change, we vote. And we've changed many rules over the years. Now we're pretty much standard, like most league. Where we are a super flex league. It is six points for a touchdown pass, so that does change the quarterback value a bit. But everything Ooh, else is time. pretty standard. It's a keeper league and I stuff like that. that but six points is my good. Point is, it, like it's, it should be because uh, it probably about. should be four. 
You don't want to overvalue the quarterback more valuable much. though. Yeah, I, I don't. But in a, in a super flex, in a super flex, the quarterbacks are valuable anyway because you're starting too. Yeah. So I think uh, you know right. I, I said I don't mind it, but no one ever brings it up for a vote, and I don't change any of my own rules. I think that's unfair of me to do that. So if other people vote, uh, bring it up, then we put it up for a vote. Assuming it's not something idiotic, but uh, that's just the way it works. I think once again, it should be put up for a vote. And my original point was in in my friend Terry's league is he won't. As he won't put the PPRR up for a vote, even though even though he, we have the votes easy to make it a PPR. Everybody wants PPR. You know, it's just more fun, more points, and all that. And you know, his trade rules are weird. When you trade, if I if you're doing that league here and I make a trade for you, we can only do one for one trades. You know, I, we can't do like if you that's, want to, that's, uh, that's idiotic. It's weird. Right. If you want to Saquon Barkley for my team. Then you you can't give me three players yeah. for for him. Even though even though I might want that because I want the quantity. I need three players. And, so and what player? What, and what player am I going to get for Saquon Barkley? What I want? If I'm giving you Saquon Barkley, you better give me like two three parts and good ones too, or else I'm not even thinking about it. Come on. Especially at dra- at the uh, trade deadline time where you can trade draft picks. Once again, you can only give up one pick. You know, I give a fourth round for Barkley, a fourth round. You know, it's just weird. And even we voted that down, too, to make it, you know, it's just it's just strange. He won't he won't overturn it. It drives us all nuts. Uh, like I said, I, I don't think the commissioner should ever be a dictator. I think it should be up for a league vote. And what, what the league votes, that's the way you go. You know, I think once again, if, if more if more people in your league want the rule to change, then change the rule. Make your league better. But and once again, fantasy should be fun. It just should be fun. There shouldn't be anybody who's just the over uh, the overlord of the league. And my God, this is my way or the highway. You know, <laughs> the that, overlord. That sort of thing. Uh, yeah, I don't know where I got that from. But uh, that's just, listen, it's my belief. Uh, and always, though, fantasy should be fun. You know, getting people getting into fights and all this other crap and yelling at each other. You know, I, I don't want to hear it. Uh, we all have our issues here. Just uh, deal with it. Have some rules. Get a constitution going. Solves most of your problems. All right, get a good constitution. You should have it on the site so everybody can look at the rules. You don't have to worry about it rather than making shit up as you go along. Good point, George. Yeah, we'll go over. Uh, I'm going to put a hockey lineup together. We got some. Uh, take a look at the board. We'll go over some numbers and some picks and stuff like that, too, buddy. Weekend hey, fantasy weekend. update, Cam and George. <laughs> we are back after this. It's my time. Hey, Your time, George. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. This tune. Dun, dun, Not dun, yet. Dun, oh, now I do. It's ball, now ball, ball room right. blicks. Ball room big blicks. Jonas blicks. T14. Yeah, he's one of my golfers. Is this ball took room blicks? Took me a bit. Took me a bit. Okay. Weekend fantasy update here. George Curtis, Cam, Prince, Scott. Scott, a short angle behind the, the glass there. Sean uh, producing our music. Great as always. Sean keeps us on. Uh, people don't realize. You don't hear. Sean, this I don't think you do. I never know when Sean talks if he's uh, if he's on guys. air or not. Right, <laughs> you, you don't hear this. <laughs> I know he's the best. <laughs> he's he's fantastic at what he does. Uh, certainly the music choices, uh, I can't give him enough credit there. But I, I, like I said, people, you don't hear what he says. So I'm never sure, but it's funny stuff. Yeah. And sometimes he catches it us is. off guard, and I start laughing, and I realize, oh my god, no one knows what we're laughing about. Exactly, and, uh, it, it basically happens every so break. It's, uh, <laughs> It does. You never, you never know when Sean's going to pop up here. So during the break, like Cam this. and I were, were discussing, <laughs> and once again, no idea if he's on air, if he's just screwing yeah. around. You know, uh, definitely has some personality there. During the break, Cam and I were discussing the, uh, the San Francisco Giants CEO. And listen, if you haven't seen the video, you can see it. Go online. It's, it's everywhere. About him... Uh, What's the word when he was accosting his wife out yeah, in public, co- which is really not too I, bright I, at I'd all. I'd say accosting is a good way of putting it. It's actually worse. Yeah, costing, Aco- it's more accosting plus, in my opinion. Like you know, he's uh, costing plus, <laughs> a little, yeah. little extra. Yeah, a little extra. And 
Now, of course, they've all released, they've both released a statement, both separately and together, that it was, you know, it's been resolved. Of course, so since money involved now with suspension, she doesn't want that to happen to him because money, money, money. Uh, so, if you haven't seen the video, you can easily see it online about what happened there in what, a park or something like that. And she was apparently going to text something that he didn't like, so he tried to rip the phone away. Da 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 da. So, uh, and I think you put up a, a great point during the uh, during the break that you know players get suspended for everything, right? For everything. Yeah. Don't owners, GMs, executives, don't they need to be held to a higher standard when they post the same crap? Yeah, I, I think they do. And it really bothers me. Uh, you know, you, you, you own this team. Uh, they'll, they'll, they'll throw players under the bus for, for anything that happens. You know, any little story, they get like their, their, their life is way magnified. This guy's uh, basically, what are you, har- harassing a woman? You want to lay a hand on a woman or, or threaten a woman? Stuff like that. This, this, to me, this guy's a complete clown. I don't care what your girlfriend can say in any type of situation. Hell, my girlfriend's been wasted in Vegas. and like, said crazy things. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, well, you, you, you just don't do that. You work things out. You got, you got to take a deep breath and figure it out. Um, this is a train wreck. It's actually funny. Remember, Patrick Bryce Harper going there, and then that this story would have broke or whatever. But you know, he's going to Philadelphia. I just think yes, they should be held to a higher standard, George. And you know what I mean? I hope the, uh, I hope this guy gets accosted. And you said it. You own the damn team. How do you want the players to be you know you're you're the guy the owner of the team you should have you should be a respectable person if you're a complete dick like him well good luck on the players uh you know being good citizens but anyway i think it's ridiculous you there's nothing she can say to make uh to make her react like that in public by the way too it's pretty crazy right how stupid are you you know you're in public there's other people around i mean what do we tell uh once again if i'm an agent the first thing i tell all these athletes is everybody has a camera all right, everybody, and they're all waiting. It's just like they're all waiting to take to take videos and photos and everything else. I mean, come on, we all have the, we all have the smartphones, right? iPhone, when they have your Samsung and the Galaxy, whatever you got, we all have it. Which means a camera is literally two clicks away before it starts rolling. Yep. And doing it without thinking is just it's just silly. And like you said, there's nothing she really should have been should have been doing that that should have upset you that much. And he didn't hit her, but he was trying to rip the uh, thing away from yeah. her. I don't know what she was going to send. She was, she was sending some text that he didn't like. I have no idea what it is, how, whether it was something small, major, whatever. It doesn't matter. You, know, you have to be smarter than that. And as I said, she's come out with a statement. It's pretty much saying it's been resolved, blah, blah. Oh, of course, because she doesn't want to get, uh, get him in trouble because once again, there's money lost out of her pocket as well. So it's just it's just silly here. And I'm, I, but I, the bottom line is I'm curious to see what comes of this camp. Does he get suspended? Does he get fined? Do the Giants get uh, fined? You know, what comes of this? And let me ask you another question. Now, this sort of comes down to the craft thing as well. When an owner does something uh, like this, you know, I know craft is different. Craft is obviously has the uh, – uh, the tailgate, ejaculate, whatever you want to call that, the, uh, <laughs> the masseuse there. But yes. uh, I, that, I, I know I, that's mine, but uh, I, I, I like it. somebody on Facebook. Uh, anyway, I, like I like it too. It. I think it's great. And, uh, you know, he, like I said, I, I said the Gabe, you know, as far, as far as something that is mine, you know, Kraft's an old man. Maybe it should be a rusty gate. Yeah, no, rusty. yes, no, no. Okay, it's, it's not. Bad. I still, yeah. T- I like tailgates. Like it's very simple and, and good, George. But uh, so, what do you want me? So you want me to say what? What about Robert? What I, what I wanted like, to ask. How, what I wanted to ask you is this: as far as punishment. Now, I think you, you and I are both on board with uh, both the uh, Samsung and and Kraft getting suspended. You know, getting fined. No issues there. But would would you believe? You know, this probably goes more to the towards the craft side. Do you think that that draft pick should be taken away? In other words, do you think the no. team should be hurt? No, I don't. I think that no, it's to, it's to them. It should be. They should be as as. Is it not? It's not the player's fault that the owner went out and did that. What the hell? They, you know, I don't like Julian Edelman, but he didn't tell Robert Kraft to go to a you know to try to pick up prostitutes and get, get you know get his willy wet before uh, the AFC Championship game, and or this idiot from San Francisco who's got a problem with his wife. Um, you know, players shouldn't be punished for that. It should be major fines for the rich people involved, and uh, you know, probation for them. I don't think draft picks have any or anything to do with the team i think that's ridiculous i think it should be major fines for the people involved who already have tons of money and probation and stuff like that where they got to give community service 
That's that's my take. I, I would agree. I would agree with you. I, I would agree. And then, yeah, uh, partnership with the team with, with like imagine that they the Giants lose a pick because their owner like grab imagine he grabbed her hair or did something like that. You know, with the cell phone. Like, why should the Giant players? Why should Buster Posey and these guys go? Wow, our owner's a tool. So now we lose picks. Or hey, I'm I, you know me, George. The New England Patriots in the Super Bowl. Yeah, they cost me a lot of money. I hate that team. I hate that franchise. I don't like anybody on them. I'm, I'm sick and tired of them. But you know what? I'll still say Robert Kraft. I don't think he knew exactly that this place was, you know, there was sex uh, trafficking going on. I think he just was an old man who got horny. Uh, if he has to pay the price, he pays the price. It's a fine and some maybe some probation, but I don't think the team should lose draft picks because of that. That's just wrong. I, I agree with you on, on all counts there. I think obviously the problem with Kraft, I, I don't care that he got his woolly wet. I really don't. I, I don't. It doesn't bother me at all. If two willing participants do whatever you want to do. The problem exactly. is, you said, the sex trafficking, this may not be willing. But I just have another question for you. Uh, are you okay? Uh, let's say it, this, this won't happen because they don't, they don't allow this. But let's say they go to Kraft. Listen, uh, plead guilty. We're not going to give you anything else. Uh, we want $10 million from you, you know, to, uh, to go towards uh, stopping sex trafficking. In other words, would you be okay with someone who's rich, and Kraft is worth $6 billion, so $10 million is nothing. It's like $20 to you and me. Are you okay with someone rich sort of buying their way out of it? A, a crime like this where, you know, you know it's, not, it's, 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 a, it's, no. it's a misdemeanor. He's not going to jail. Yeah. Would you be okay I don't have a, with a yeah, – It's a tough one, George, because I believe – It is tough. I think, I, I think, there should be, I think it works both ways. I'm going to say there should be money involved, especially – you know Kraft has the money to do it, but there has to be something personal. You can't just be able to do this and buy yourself out with money. There should be a significant fine. He should give to a women's shelter and groups around that area where it happened, or maybe the prosecution has a list of things that he has to do. But but I also believe in probation and stuff, too. You can't just have money and say whatever. Community service, uh, I, I think, is a big part of it. I want him fine big, and he has to do community service. I don't think he should do jail time. I think that's enough for me. The problem is the fine won't be that. It's once it gets a misdemeanor, the fine wouldn't be that big. Yeah. So I, that's why I'm saying if he community service drastically though. overpay, right? So uh, I'm actually if they like I said that was it, I'd be okay with it. The ten million to throw towards sex trafficking would probably do more to help that, just help stop that than whatever they do to craft here. But uh, I, it's a it's a slippery slope. That's the issue there. It is definitely a slippery slope about what crime should you be allowed to pay off and what crime shouldn't you? And would he just keep doing it then? Because, hey, $10 million, nothing to me. I don't care. So we would keep doing it. Uh, you know, it's funny, Cam. While we're talking about this, uh, I'm uh, thinking about the next thing. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go, oh, I got some bad news for Cam until I realize, oh, crap. I bet on the game as well. Uh, what, we Edmonton's winning? In Edmonton. Edmonton is winning. Zach Cassian, his 10th goal of the season with Leon Jackson, I have a Chris bad Russell feeling assisting. about today. When, you go, when you're on a heater and you have a great night, it's really hard to back it up. Because you're feeling a lot. Oh, now you tell me. You should be. Yeah, don't worry. Hey, but we're, I just got to buckle down and figure it out, George. We got some other games tonight, so uh, it's also it's also early. That's good for the over. Columbus will come back. I, I'm not worried yet. If Edmonton goes up two or three nothing, though, I'll be concerned. Columbus gets the next goal. We're okay. we're, we're still in the in the driver's seat here. Right. I didn't think Columbus was going to shut him out. So I'm uh, actually one nothing. Last night, think about it. I was on Montreal. The Rangers were up one nothing. Montreal scored three unanswered. I was on um, Winnipeg. Nashville scored the first two goals in that game. Winnipeg came back and won. Uh, what was the other game? Islanders. I was on Washington. Islanders scored the first goal on the game, which was clearly offside. I don't know why they uh, didn't uh, challenge it. Yes, it was insane to was me. Offside. But let's not even get it. It's so stupid. I don't even know what's going on. Like you're that coach, you should be almost fine for being that dumb. They came back and won the game. So every game that we won last night, with the exception of Carolina. Our team was trailing and won, so I'm not going to freak out yet. Yeah, that coach, but it's not the coaches who has explained it to us. Whoever oh, the video guy, yeah. yeah, exactly. What were they exactly. taking a leak? I mean, really, you know, <laughs> eating a pretzel? What were you doing? That, yeah, you have see, one that, job, that, man. One job. I know. It was, and it wasn't just like like we've seen like this year like, with the goaltender interference and stuff. I'm like, f off. Like this is a joke. Like this never used to happen before. But that one was so clearly offside. Like it was just comical actually like like the player stopped it was so offside it was oh. stupid but whatever you know, you know. <laughs> this is not on my list but speaking of offsides did you see how pittsburgh lost last night no 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 i didn't watch it i was watching the other games because that was the only game i didn't really have uh, money on so no i didn't see uh that one i was watching uh, the the vegas and all the other stuff what happened well, this is not something else you can probably see online. It's one of those little quirky rules in the NHL, as far as offside is concerned, where technically 
the uh, puck carrier can be offside as long as he's got control of the puck. Then your feet can go first. It's a quirky rule, but it's uh, it's there in the NHL rulebook. But it's it's very clunky. If you look at the the play here, yes, Dolan has the puck, but he does not have control of it. There's a guy right on him, and that puck is loose. And he's clearly, I mean, it's not even close. When I say he's offside, I mean both his feet are in, and the puck's still beyond the blue line. It's not even in yet. And to say he had control of it here, that it's a very loose definition of control. And uh, they scored. They scored actually a while late. They didn't score on that rush, but they had the the original rush into the zone. It was offside here, and uh, this is another little. It's it's weird, and I looked at this many times, and I can't see, can't see how the replay official ruled this control. I mean, the, the Penguins the, the, to their uh, what they they actually let, you know they lost the game, they left the ice, they came back on because they saw it, they saw the replay and they were challenging it, and it was to me it was pretty clear this is offsides. I don't even think this was not control, but they ruled it control, and you know this is something that could cause teams playoff. Uh, a playoff uh, opportunity here because yeah. once again, the Penguins lost, lost a point out of this. Like I said, it's a quirky little rule here, but it's one that's that's weird. And let me ask you this, uh, speaking of offside period, do you believe a player is offsides if his foot is beyond the blue line but up in the air? That's such a good question. I got to believe you. The way I look at it is, if you're straddling the line or up in the air, I still think it, you, you should let it go. Like showing like a skill set to stay onside, I don't have a problem with that. You know what I mean? Like if you're coming in, that, that that's the way I would look at offside. But you know, uh, yeah, that's tough, George. That's a really hard question. But uh, I'm gonna say onside. You know, I, 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 what do you think? My answer is this. Uh, now, if you'd have asked me this. Three, four, five years ago, I would tell you, no, his foot's got to be on the, on the ground, on yeah. the ice. You know? But now with, with replay, that we're replaying all the offsides, which I don't have a problem mm-hmm. with, by the way. And it, by the way, if you're offsides, I don't care if it's by half an inch, you're offsides. All right? I don't want to hear all this bitching, always close enough. No, this isn't hand grenades here. We're not playing horseshoes. He's offsides. All right, but now with replay, and you really can't tell sometimes how cl- uh, is, is the skate on the ice? Is it not on the ice? I'm actually all for now. Fine, if it's up in the air, but it's still over the blue line, I'm good. Let it go. Let it go. Because you, you really can't tell. It's so close. We're nitpicking here. So I think with the advent of replay, that's a rule I would adjust. Only because of replay. That I think it just makes it so much tougher. And we're spending now a lot of time trying to figure out, is, is, is that blade on the ice? Is it on the blue line? Is it off? You know, and not every... Uh, not every arena has those cameras that are right at ice level on the blue line. Sometimes they're up in the air, and you, you just can't tell. You're guessing here, and I don't like that. That's why uh, that's why I would change that rule, and now I would agree with you. If it's all, As long as it's at the line, I don't care if it's two feet up in the air, if it's still over the blue, I'm good. Yeah, I've I've just found like hockey is one of those games like you know it's it's different than other sports when in terms of replay, but they've gone too far with the goaltender interference stuff. It really pisses me off to be honest. With you. Like I see goaltenders with the way they do it, and they're they're smart guys. They're not idiots. They're new. They're they're little nuances to it. You go out and instigate contact with a guy a lot of the time, and when I'm watching the replay, I find that they get it wrong very a lot of the time. I think you should have the right to stand in front of it. You can't like be lying all over the guy, but that's what you do. You stand in the crease you could do whatever you want it's up to the defenseman to get a you, you, you want me out get me out like what eric stall did last night you know what i mean they got boom you're getting my near my goaltender i'm gonna i'm gonna work you over when ryan o'reilly was there he did it's good defensive play i find a lot of the time these goalies now are instigating contact and it's not being called uh i think once again if a player standing in the crease it shouldn't be a penalty you know, but if you're interviewing yeah. a goalie and you're in the crease, that's different. Yeah, that's you true. Know, then, then it should be. But if a goaltender comes out and, and, and touches you in the crease, like if I'm just standing there and he comes at me, that's the problem. Like, you know what I mean, George? Like, I'm not coming at him. If he's if he's coming at me, hey, my, my goal is a big power forward. I want to block you. I, I, I want you not to be able to see the puck. So if you come out and give me a blocker or instigate in contact with me, that's not my problem. <laughs> if you're if in the I, crease, I think it is. Yeah. I think it is. Once again, you shouldn't be in there. Goalies need protection, man, because especially in this day and age where these guys are flying. They are. They are flying. They are. You, need, you need to avoid that crease, man. I can't imagine how that feels. Man, that's worse than a football tackle. These guys are on skates and they're moving. Yeah. yeah. How do you call so it? Sure. I'm old school Tim, Car- Tim Kerr, Dave Anderchuk. I wanna, I, I'm all for the power forward in there. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, the game's changed I, I call lot. very <laughs> – and I, listen, I, I referee men's hockey leagues. I call very few – goaltending interference. Hey, it's hard to see. It's really because you know I'm not watching that. I'm watching the puck. 
you're not watching that. And even the top rep is not watching that. There's no one really specifically assigned to watch that. People don't realize that. You know, we're just not watching it. Even the top guy, he's too far away anyway. He can't even see the crease, whether the guy's in it or not. And the low guy, his, his job is purely responsible for the puck. Where's the puck? It's puck in the net, that sort of thing. So it's, it's tough to see here. I mean, I've had guys, uh, I've had to explain to so many, uh, whether it's coaches or players, there's, it's not a penalty to be in the crease. A player can be in the crease all he wants. Exactly. Now, the problem is if the, if the puck goes in the net, it's not a goal. That's the rule of the rink I play at. If you're in the crease and the puck's in the net, it's not a goal. And if you interfere with the goalie, it's a penalty. So there's no advantage to being in the crease. There's no reason to be in the crease. There's no benefit to it. I said, if puck goes in, even if you're not interfering, the rule of this rink is no goal. You know, that's just the way it is. So I tell people, I can't give a penalty for being in the crease, but you can't lose out of this. But, you're, of course, you're gambling that I see him in the crease, so you got to watch that as well. But uh, I just think goalies need to be protected because, man, we've seen it a lot this year. These, uh, and most of it's by accident, but these guys get crushed. They're standing still. They're not expecting. They're not bracing for contact. And all of a sudden, they're getting crushed by a skater going, I don't know, 30, 40 miles an hour, however fast these guys skate. You know, and, and that's, that can be extremely dangerous. So I think uh, that's my only issue with, with that. That's fair, George. I'm a power. I, we agree to disagree. I, I, I like to hang out in the crease. <laughs> you know. Yeah, goon! Goon! <laughs> big, lum, big lumbering forward. Screw the goalie. <laughs> this is pretty much a good song to end this on, because I'll tell you, being a ref, it is Mission Impossible. And I can't satisfy everybody. Weekend Fantasy Update. George Kurtz, Cam Stewart. We're back to finish off the day after this. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Woogie, woogie, woogie. With the Prince. An interesting way to uh, yeah. end our day here. Weekend fantasy update. Cam and George. I don't think anybody wants to see Cam or I boogieing anywhere. Oh, just uh, correct. Out of the wind here. <laughs> I don't think uh, people would be too interested in seeing that video. Could be wrong. You know, maybe people like to laugh at us and make fun, but uh, I'm going to go on a limb there and say no one wants to see that. So, like I said, this is our last segment here. We're going to go over some DFS uh, plays possibly for today. I did tell, tell Cam during the break that Travis Kelsey, Chiefs uh, tight end, he had an ankle surgery, uh, I guess, yesterday or this week. Uh, it's a clean-up procedure. Nothing really to worry about here for fantasy owners. Uh, he's expected probably to miss most of the uh, spring mini camps and stuff like that, but he'll be okay for uh, training camp. So, so we're not all that worried there. Uh, a couple of the injuries there. Cam, is, the, is there a Braves pitcher that doesn't have a shoulder soreness or elbow soreness right now? Because they all seem to have it. Yeah. A little bit worried, too, and it's interesting. Since that Bryce Harper stuff, we did like, you know, I'm going through the numbers, and a lot of people we were talking to, we did a vote on the show, and a lot of people like the Braves to win that division. You know what I mean? Even with Harper in Philadelphia, it's going to be very competitive, though, George. Mets are going to be okay if they can get some pitching and stay healthy. It's it, it's up for the air, but bad news for the Braves, man, because they got some guys who can really throw smoke on that team. They have so many guys right now. I said it's it's March 2nd. You know, we have 26 days until opening day. I know the uh, – I'm not counting the, uh, the, the Japan series between Oakland and Seattle. That starts on the 20th, so I guess 18 days for them. But uh, they should have enough time to figure it out. We have uh, we do know that Soroka will not begin the season with the Braves. Once again, he's behind also because of uh, some arm-slash-shoulder problems there. So uh, once again, I don't think it's anything major, but they have things to figure out there. Uh, Clayton Kershaw. Now, you and I discussed him last week. Oh, yeah. Uh, This is concerning. This is very concerning. (laughs) Concerning. I think he's putting it nicely. Uh, He's off my board. I won't draft him. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at that draft that I did, he went the ninth round to Derek Cardi. Ninth round. That's, you know what? Ninth round, you can make a case for. Where where, where was he usually going before that, though, George? What what round would you think? Like uh, second, fourth? (laughs) 
third, fourth. He was going, yeah, he I, been going I, early. I didn't have him second. I didn't have second. I'd still say like fourth because we there were some concerns like going into it. But ninth, I, I would actually take a stab with him at nine. I got no problem with that guy doing that. But it's uh, I understand you. You talk about it. You're conservative, and when a guy is like you have a question mark, you don't want to have any part of it. It's like, dude, I'm staying away from this guy. I'm not drafting. I'll find another option. I have no problem with the ninth round, but I mean, I am very, very, very concerned. We haven't even started the season yet. This guy's had problems before. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, I, uh, I he's off my board. I mean, I, I don't mind round nine either. I, I When I say off my board, I mean odds are I'm not taking it, but everybody does get value at some point. Everybody. It's why I never say that this guy's untradeable on my team. Everyone's tradable if you make a good enough offer. Okay, if I have Mike Trout, you yeah. make a good enough offer, Trout can go. Oh. You know, if I like it enough. So no one's ever untradeable. It's just highly unlikely that I'm going to deal him. Or in this case, highly unlikely that I'll be taking Clayton Kershaw. And he's a player, Cam, that if I uh, if I pick him up, if I draft him, and he gets hurt, I have no one to blame but me. All the warning signs have been there for yep. a few years now. And now they're just, I mean, they're there in bright highlight, you know, Las Vegas neon lights there. You know, gamble, 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 gamble. And I don't mean the good kind of gamble. I mean the bad kind. Yep. Yeah, it's tough, George. I like your approach, though. Like, you take an approach a little bit different than everybody else. If you see a problem, you're just like, nope. And other guys will say, you know what? I'm willing to take a risk on a problem. You could either be that way. It's kind of like, yes, you do gamble. You'll make some hockey picks and stuff like that. But if you see, if somebody doesn't catch, catch, uh, pass the eye test or you see something that is concerning long-term, you are not going to risk going in that direction for uh, for having grief all year. You know what I mean? You'll always find another option. That's And that's the beautiful thing about fantasy. It's it's kind of like uh, life. You, you can't have just one plan. You have to have plan B, C, D. You know what I mean? If this happens, this is the direction I'm going. And I watch it happen in people's football drafts all the time. They didn't get the guy they want. And, ah, panic. And then the rest are just take a deep breath, stay the course. You'll figure it out. It's like you, You're a veteran. You, you, you don't get rattled by things like that. No, and, and you can't because uh, you certainly can't get rattled during a draft. If you do, you if you're off the, tra- the, off the rails because someone took a pick that you wanted and you got sniped, we all get sniped, okay? No one wants to hear yeah. about it. All right, I get sniped. Cam gets, we all get sniped. That's life. Yeah, you we have do. Four, you know, 30 rounds in a draft. You're going to get sniped every now and then, but you can't let that affect you and not have a, a plan B, plan C, whatever it might be. For me personally, uh, and I'm, listen, I, we all think this. Everybody thinks this, but it seems I always lead every league I play in in IR or DL moves. My players always get hurt. So that's why I stay away from the players who are already hurt or get hurt every year as it is. I already have enough problems with guys who never get hurt. You know, if I, if I had Luke Gehrig on my team, he would have gotten hurt. Cal Ripken would have gotten hurt on my team. It's just the way it, uh, it seems like that, like that. So I don't need to uh, take guys who I know are getting hurt every year. You know, Troy Tulowitzki types. You know, you know it's just a matter. Of, it's not if, it's when. Yep. You know, so when. I, I, I just don't do that. And uh, let me ask you a question about a player who's cl- flying up draft boards now. And this guy's been the, the bane of my teams the past few years because I keep taking him. Haven't taken him yet this year. Byron Buxton. You buying in, Cam? Is this the year? No. Nope, I'm not buying it. It's <laughs> kind of like one of those things that's – the thing about Buxton is, uh, yeah, it's like it's like that guy in fantasy year after year, d- daily dollar short, right? Like when I was on the Cleveland Browns, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're where they want to be now, like going into next year, but I try to be Mr. Smart Guy. You know what I mean? It's like, it's kind of like with my buddies, I used the years I didn't do well. I watched more college football than them. I always took that college stud, and he was great the second year, not the first year, like a like a Christian McCaffrey coming out and then you're blowing it up. You know what I mean? I, I'd be too quick on the trigger. I'm done with Buxton, though, because he's done nothing to prove that he should be climbing up the board. Until he does it, I don't believe it, and I still think there's a lot of holes there. He's got some speed. I get it. He can get some stolen bags, but no. Like, year after year, George, it's the same crap. Like, people overestimate him. You look sexy. It's like it's like a car. Ooh, looks sleek. Looks. It's always in the shop. Or You know, I'm not getting any value from, from, from this car. I can't get to drive it the way I want to drive it. No, I'm not. Until I see it, I'm not doing it. Let other people reach for him. Pass. I, I want to believe, but uh, right now I'm. I'm it's I'm hard to though. I'm yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I don't like it. I've done this before, and more so in football than anything. I learned my lesson the hard way. I'll get my rookies when I get them now. Trying to be a smart ass and like, ooh, my sleeper or whatever. Those are the years I didn't win. When I just took it easy and go, okay, you know what? There's no need to panic or freak out right now. We we can get this guy where he needs to be. There's no need to reach thinking you're the smartest guy in the room. And uh, until Buxton does something, I just think uh, it's too high. Like, he hasn't, he hasn't proven anything to me. It could happen, sure. I'm just not going to be the guy to pull the trigger. I, I hear you. I said, I, I definitely hear you. I don't think it's uh, 
It's, I, don't think it's a, I don't think it's a bad way. I imagine I'm a conservative drafter, so I don't like taking chances, which is probably why I'm gun-shy, especially on players that have screwed me over before. Andy Reid, head coach of the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. This is not a shock, by the way. Brought up an interesting rule change uh, for overtime. Oh, yeah. He wants both teams to have possession of the ball. I, I agree with him. You know, Patriots can't go. But if you do that, you realize you're going to have a lot of ties. Right? It's only 10-minute overtime. You're going to have a lot of ties. That's fine. I that's, mean, that, that's, that's, the, the thing I is, hate so ties. Dark. No, I want a winner and a loser. Damn, damn it. it! I usually, it's funny. Me and Morenci, like on the show, like you know what I mean. I, I agree with like when we use common sense. I think we disagree on this one. He's like kind of like whatever, and you know, you get the coin flip. No, I, I, I think it's stupid. Some team wins a damn coin flip and they go and score a touchdown. I get it. The defense has to stop them, but no, I should be able to do the exact same same thing that they want to do. You want, you know what I mean? You get a field goal. I like. The touchdown thing, I should be able to get a touchdown as well. I believe college college football was arguing this week, George, about seven overtimes. Like after five, they have to go for a two point conversion. And we're bitching about one in the National Football League. No, both teams get possessions. Uh, and I know Andy Reid's still sour about New England, but New England wins wins the toss. They could convert a couple third downs. They go in there, they punch their ticket to the Super Bowl, beating the Chiefs and win the Super Bowl. The Chiefs should be able to have a possession, and then maybe after both teams score, then you go to the t- uh, two-point conversion after the touchdown with the other team getting the ball. Whatever, man. College college sports has been doing this stuff for a long time. As I mentioned before, they, they went from seven. There was a game 74-72 to 72 between Texas A&M and LSU. That's stupid. You don't. You should actually. They should even do it after two or three. That's fine. The game doesn't have to go on all night, but both teams should get a possession. I'm putting my foot down, George. I'm putting it down. It's it stays. Like I, I don't think one team should win a coin toss and win. I'm that's probably people disagree with me, but no, I want both teams to get it. Sorry. I th- I, I see your argument. I do see it. Uh, both teams should get the ball. I do. But my uh, counter argument would be once again you're gonna have a lot of ties because there's, there's just not enough time. If uh-huh. one team has a seven minute drive, that's that's three minutes. They tie it, and that's that's it. All the time's over. So you're tied. And my second thing would be, don't let up a touchdown. All right, play some defense. Yeah. yeah. I don't I, I understand listen, no one likes the idea that a coin yeah. toss could decide a game. The problem is though, in I, I, today's I, I, NFL with the defense, there's always some kind of damn pass interference call or whatever. I wouldn't feel the way I did if not the, the game was almost it feels like there's gonna be some kind of call that's gonna keep a drive alive. In the Chiefs defense, yeah, no, they played like junk on third down. D Ford was offside, but it's just, uh, George, it's, I, I don't hate ties as much as other people do. I don't care. Over I 16 do. games, we can figure it out. Yeah, and that's that's the difference of argument. If you don't hate ties, they have ties in soccer or whatever. I don't care. Like, 3-3, three, three, the game ends in a tie. I don't like hockey shootout. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't care if team won 4 Neither do I. Yeah, you, you, if, if the team played, I don't like losing a game 4-3 to three on a stupid skills competition breakaway. If it ended 3-3, three, three, you end 3-3. Three, three. We talk about what we do. We get three points for the regulation win. You play a three-on-three overtime. If you can't solve it in a 10-minute three-on-three overtime, it's a damn tie. We don't need skills competitions, but people like, ooh, shootout, shootout. It's good for kids. It's not good for me and you. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I still like I like I like winners and losers. So that's the only yeah, reason I, I don't like to shoot out. I want a winner I and a loser. It. But it's it's unfair because once it like I'm an Islander fan. The Islanders lose every shootout they're in because they don't have they any, do. They do. They're not meant for the shootout. They don't have the they're just a right, balanced balanced team that does every all the little things well. Like yeah, Cal Clutterbuck's not gonna win you a shootout, but Kucherov, Stamkos, Crosby, all the guys with an unbelievable skill on breakaways will win you a shootout. It works against the Islanders, and that's not fair. You played the game the way it was supposed to be played, and now I'm losing in a friggin' breakaway competition. <laughs> Come on. Like I, they, they, you know, what I get as I say on the show, get bent. I'm done with I'm done with that stuff. Like it just it really pisses me off, and I don't mind mind the tie. We can play. Oh, hey, we're gonna end the game in overtime. At least three on three overtime is still hockey. It might be pond shinny hockey, but it's not a stupid breakaway competition. Like I don't understand no, if you, the NHL if you, brass. Like the, like even even consider it. It's so embarrassing to me. It's ridiculous. If you go, we'll go. Uh, if you were to go to a ten-minute uh, three-on-three, you're not going to have any shootouts. That's right? what yeah, I'm talking about. And, and, and what do you do in the NFL? You play. You play overtime there. What's the problem with hockey with a five? Oh, the planes waiting. No, nothing. Nothing different's going to happen. And the shootout, you got to scrape the ice anyway, George. It's like they talk. I don't want to hear the planes waiting. Yo, yeah, right? I know. Yeah, yeah, shit. You know what? The five-minute extra time would literally take yeah. six minutes to play. I mean, exactly. come on. Exactly. Get get out of the shower. So I, I don't want to hear that. Equipment guys got the bags. Like. 
<laughs> those games are ending in two hours. Even with the overtime, those <laughs> games always end in another three hours. Always. Yes. I can't tell you the last time I saw a hockey game last more than three hours. The yeah. Angels done a wonderful job with that. So uh, kudos to them for that. Let me ask you about the football, though, about the overtime. Would you be happy if they decided who gets the ball first on something other than a coin toss? Let's say whoever has the most yards in the game. Yeah, yeah. You know what? You, you're, I'm still going to have my argument, but uh, but on a coin flip, I it, it, it infuriates me. We have to have a better system than that. Do you not agree with that at least? Like, could we put yes, something, like, that's like, a, something else? That's why like, I'm spitting. I would I'm rather have longest field goal get the ball first. Like anything but a coin flip. <laughs> anything but a coin flip. Like yeah, you know I'm, pu- I'm, I'm purely like, spitballing here. I didn't uh, I didn't research this beforehand, but I, total yards came yeah, to my too. head that maybe something like that uh, could determine who gets the ball first or whatever other stat they want to use there. But uh, I, I'd be on board with that. I, I do. I said I do think the coin toss is unfair. You know, and it just it does sort of stink. And you can't just automatically give it to the visiting team. You know, like it's baseball and they get up first. No, we can't do that. That's also unfair. So it's uh, like I said, I don't I don't know if there's a perfect solution here other than playing overtime forever, which, by the way, doesn't bother me. But I know uh, you'll never see that uh, in the NFL because they're worried about, you know, extra hits and da, 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 da. And all the BS stuff here. I, I said I don't think there is a perfect solution here. But for me personally, I want to see a winner and a loser. I don't like ties. I just don't. I feel like, oh, a tie. You know, am I happy? Am yeah. I upset? You know, and that, that sort of bothers me a little see, bit. See, that's here. the thing. All right, I we don't mind what it. it. I don't mind it like other people do. That's the thing. Like, I, I, I could live with it if a game is played to a But to your point, we're not going to have any if we have a damn 10-minute overtime. So that solves that problem, too. So we're all, we're all winners. Just take the shootout and, and take it to the carnival. I'm done with it. Should load up the gun and shoot it. Like I'm done. I, it's, I, I get it. Kids love it though. Like you know what I mean. That's that's Gary, right? He, oh, oh, it's so exciting. Look at the moves they make. Like, well, I just don't care. That's you know, me and you are purists when it comes to that stuff. I better plow through my lineup there, George. I think we're heading uh, to the uh, uh, not much racetrack left here at the at the show. So I'm going to get things going with my DFS lineup. Um, I, I I like Bra- if you guys if you Tampa Bay's playing Ottawa tonight it's going to be a popular stack but point at seventy seven hundred dollars Kucherov a must play at eight thousand he's just too much of a stud and Gord the, the, that line for Tampa Bay at forty six hundred dollars you could play them or you could play the Stamkos line uh, Tampa Bay's in a real good situation against Ottawa I like Nylander, uh from the Leafs four thousand dollars he's playing a lot better Zach Hyman. The Hyman, $4,500 at home to Buffalo after that loss to the Islanders. They'll be uh, pretty angry tonight. Two good defensemen to look at, George. Schultz from Pittsburgh at 44. He's on fire. And Cody Ceci from Ottawa doesn't get the respect he deserves at 42. Taking a shot with Luongo between the pipes at $7,600. And I have Hyman, so I might as well, I might as well have Heinen, Heinen from, Buff, uh, from Boston at $4,900, George. A hundred-year change. NHL today, I'm taking Florida at home against Carolina. Carolina beating the Blues last night. I don't have to lay any juice with Florida on my book. They're plus 100. I like Tampa Bay minus one and a half, minus 160. I'm not taking them minus 520 against Ottawa, so I'll just lay the goal and a half and even 60 cents. And I'll take the Calgary Flames in regulation to beat the Minnesota Wild. Probably going to put a... Probably going to put a parlay together, too, with all those big favorites, try to knock them down. UFC, Munoz, plus 130 tonight, and Tyron Woodley at minus 160. Big, big UFC card in Vegas tonight. NCAA basketball, like one game I'm looking at right now. I'm taking Miami, Hurricanes, plus 16. Zion Williamson out for the third straight game for Duke. I think winning by 17 is a tad too much. I think Duke maybe wins by 8 to 10, but Miami covers. George, uh, what do you got for me tonight? What's on uh, the Kurtz betting card? Toronto is minus. I mean, uh, Tampa Bay is minus five fifty-five. Five fifty-five. I got five twenty on my book. Five fifty-five. Oh my god. Five fifty-five. <laughs> my god. Uh, uh, Boston's minus four hundred against the, uh, the Devils. And I, I like. Listen, I like both those uh, games with both teams played the night before. Uh, I like Toronto a lot tonight. Buffalo played the game before. I think Toronto responds to how poorly they played on the island on Thursday. I uh, yep. so I think they respond versus Buffalo tonight. And like I said, Buffalo played last night. I tend to look at teams playing on the second half of back-to-back nights against teams that aren't, especially when those aren't teams or good teams, which I think Toronto is. I think they got embarrassed a little bit. I think they respond tonight. I love your uh, plays, by the way, as far as DFS is Toronto for this reason. I think, I think they respond tonight. Nylander is in every lineup I have, by the way, until his price comes up. He's just too good a player. I understand he hasn't I had agree. the year that we expected him, but he's too good a player for too me. Too cheap, to, uh, though. $4,000. 
Ryan Fultz now he's in my lineup. I have no choice there. Let's hope everybody enjoyed the show. Cam and I will be back tomorrow. Yep. Right? We'll be back tomorrow from 11 to 2. We'll be right back at it here. Weekend Fantasy Update. Helping you out. Yep. We're talking, once again, more NHL, more baseball, more NFL tomorrow. There's always news going down here. Hopefully nobody's doing anything they shouldn't be doing tonight. I hope everybody has a great day. Cam, Stewart, George. You got Curtis. it, buddy. Weekend Think Fantasy of the Update. Kings, behind the glass. 